0: to Fish Talk
1: Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to have a good time today. Uh, first of all, anybody that's listened to the show recently, they probably know who Misty Loggins is. The uh, very talented, attractive country western singer out of Nashville is going to be helping me out today, uh, co hosting the show. As a matter of fact, uh, do we have her on now? Misty! Hi! <laughs> What a pleasure. We so much enjoy having you on.
2: Oh, I just love being on with y'all. It is always a good time.
1: Well, do you know anything about fishing rods?
2: You know what? I know a little bit about fishing
1: rods. Well, good. (laughs) Because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, We're going to be starting off shortly uh, with Jimmy. And I'm not sure if I want to try and pronounce his last name. I think it's Devloros who is the owner of carrot sticks, which is a very distinctive rod. Actually, when I talked to him the other day, I go, oh, that's cool. i like to talk to him because I have one. And, yeah. and uh, we'll be talking to him shortly. And maybe you've got a story that you might talk about with uh, 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 carrot sticks. In- interesting, unusual. But stay tuned, and we're going to find out about what's different about those and uh, why they're becoming so popular. And then we also are going to be covering some more of that. But just to take care of some business, we want to make sure that you do know that you can listen to the show as many times as you want by going to fishtalkradio.com. We'd appreciate if you follow us on Facebook. And then, of course, Misty uh, is mistyloggins.com.
2: That's
1: correct. That's an easy one. And uh, it's L-O-G-G-I-N-S. And, uh, it's, you know, the, the misty part, you should be able to figure that out. If you can, I'm sure Google will find it for you.
2: Just
1: like the adjectives there, there you go And you and make sure you go on there because she is uh, she plays um, all around the country um, with doing concerts and so if you want to kind of follow her with uh, go ahead and check on that. But you are listening right now to fish Talk radio. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with you uh, momentarily. Hang
3: on.
0: on the magnificent sea of cortez the grand heritage resort and spa at marina costa baja is the first five-star resort in la paz baja south overlooking a 250 slip marina and white sand beaches enjoy two signature restaurants a world-class destination for fishing or diving enjoy five-star elegance in the charming laid-back city of la paz dock your boat and enjoy the marina village visit on the web at costabajaresort.com
5: It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
6: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico, is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA
7: Yeah, I can catch some shallow, I can catch them deep
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we've got some very special people from all over the United States on the line with us right now. As promised, we're going to bring you up to date on the latest technology in fishing rods. And in addition to that, we have Misty Loggins, the famous, attractive country western singer out of uh, Nashville, who's uh, right now, I believe, Misty, you are where?
2: I'm in Key West.
1: Okay. Yeah. Looking
2: at the most beautiful water. Not okay. on it.
1: There you go. Well, are you going to?
2: <laughs> no, not this trip, unfortunately, but soon enough.
1: Okay. Well, Misty is, uh, has been on a couple of times, and we've talked about Misty's calendar, but there's a story that Jimmy told me this is jimmy davalos the the i i I guess i can say owner or one of the owners of carrot sticks which uh, we're going to be talking about more in depth but let's just give a little anecdotal story because when i was talking to jimmy about um fishing rods and i think i mentioned misty's he said something about well, why don't you tell the story
7: jimmy
3: uh, well, thanks, John, and really nice to talk to Misty. After seeing her calendar, I never met her in person, and uh, yeah, it's wonderful to be on your show. Thank you kindly. And uh, just uh, just for the record, I mean, I heard somebody call me and said Misty Loggins is going to be on the radio with you, and for some reason or another, I just went over to the washroom to fix my hair, and I said, "Wait a minute, I'm not going to be on TV; it's radio." <laughs> so it's a pleasure to be here, and really nice to meet you, Misty.
2: So well, it's the story, the,
3: the, the story behind. And uh, you know, the, the concept of carrot is basically one of the most happiest colors in the world. It's, uh, Frank Sinatra said it. Orange is the happiest color. And uh, as a result, uh, carrot sticks basically became a little bit more than famous uh, by introducing orange carrot uh, stick rods back in 2009, 2010. Now, I don't know how far back your memory goes, but back in those days, there weren't that many colorful rods fishing rod, that is. So we were the first one to introduce a bright-colored fishing rod, and I guess it attracted a lot of people, um, including television shows and movies. And um, I just came across an email about a month ago where uh, Warner Warner sent me a picture of uh, Robert Duval uh, in a movie with uh, Robert Danny Jr. using a characteristic rod. So it's, um, you know, it's flattering to see people not only using the rod because of its, uh, you know, because of its uh, presence or because of its uh, cosmetics, but it's also a wonderful you know, device that people can actually use and see if this is a professional product. So I think uh, I'm, very pl- I'm very glad to be able to talk about it a little bit here today. Well,
1: speaking of the calendar, there's something else interesting that, uh, that you mentioned when you're looking through the calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, a carrot stick you can spot from a long ways away. Uh And uh, do you want to tell a quick story about Missy's calendar?
3: Well, what happened was that we came we were at the show we were at a show called the Bass Masters Classic out in South Carolina a few months ago, and uh, I came across a calendar uh, somewhere in the show and it was a very attractive calendar of um, uh, a fishing concept and I saw our, I saw our carrot sticks there so I took a closer look and there it was it was a, it was a carrot stick and it was a Misty Loggins calendar um, that was um, that it was on the front cover and I was just proud as hell to see it so when i went back to the booth i told one of my guys i said hey listen let's try to find out you know where this company is and see if we can you know merge some of our resources a little bit further and uh, we were yeah we were kind of like intrigued to see how you know how bright and colorful that that rod stood out in the calendar so uh, i think that's what happened when i was walking around the show seeing it had we had, had calendars <laughs> at the booth i guarantee you they would, they would have been sold out. <laughs> Well,
2: well it, it is a beautiful rod, but the reason I fish on it is that I all those fish that are in the calendar, I did catch them and I caught every one of them on a carrot tape. No way. so absolutely. <laughs> all I'm right, really proud to do it.
1: All right, all right Jimmy, you, you're going to owe me for, uh, uh, for 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 that one for sure. that's a lot of that, <laughs> That's a big promotion.
3: Well let's, let's see let's, did you find, did you uh, find that cat that the rod was uh, light and sensitive to the point where you just had a lot of fun fishing with it?
2: I really did, and especially as a lady angler, um, I found that they were they're they're just really fun to use, and they're I, I do a lot of finesse fishing, and as John and I have talked about on the show, women seem to have a knack for it. Our mutual friend Mark Lassang seems to believe that women have more of a knack for the finesse fishing, and the carrot stick just really it it just gives a good response, and I can tell that I've got a bite, and I just it's just a lot of fun. From catfishing to bass fishing, it's, it's
1: been a lot of fun to eat. <laughs> well, uh, you, we'll talk about your offshore series uh, coming up also, Jimmy. But let's get back to the rod itself as to what it is and why it is what it is.
3: Well... Ontario Inc. is basically a science and technology company, per se. So what we come up with is rare earths and materials to make life better, to make products better, and uh, most importantly, to stand out, you know, in the way of the competition. So um, we have an enormous amount of resources when it comes to natural earths and materials, and one of these products is something called the carrot nanomicrofiber. Now, what the carrot Nano Microfiber is, it's an actual fiber, which is microscopic. It's a powder. And we melt down that powder and we apply it to the resin of the rod, which gives the rod a lot more flexibility rather than applying more graphene to the rod, meaning that it's going to be a lot lighter and it's going to be a lot more sensitive by using less graphene on the blank. Therefore, the carrot nano microfiber and we don't need to put a lot of it on there, we just, we just kind of like um, manipulate it, you know, with the resin to the point where the rod creates a parabolic curve, meaning that every single millimeter on that rod is going to create a perfect circle. So, um, and that's how it started off. But we didn't know what to do with the carrot nanomicrofiber, but it was a very easy approach. In other words, we, you know, we could do something with it. It was available to us. It was approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Wait a minute. And they allowed us to use it on our products. <laughs> so the first thing that came up with a bendable product that was an extremity, being, a, you know, a, a long device or some sort of a device that can bend, uh, we, came, we came up with a, with a fishing rod. And that's how the birth of... Uh, the carrot stick came
1: about okay but you said uh, carrot nanofiber which is mm-hmm. small fibers but where does carrot come into this
3: it comes from the carrot skin the actual vegetable itself really <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely it so you got the, uh,
1: <laughs> you got a fishing rod that's, uh, that's uh, made out of carrot skins
3: well, we have the res—we have a part of the resin that's made out of carrots. Yes. yes. Wow.
2: <laughs> I love that you use FDA and fishing rod.
1: Cool.
2: I don't know that there's any other company that can do that. Yeah. Really like fishing
1: rods, it's FDA approved. That's great.
3: <laughs> I know we should use it in our market. You should use that on your calendar, too. FDA approved. FDA approved. <laughs> right? Great A. Mm-hmm. There we go. Now,
1: where does where does the color come from? I kind of doubt that's just from the carrots. Where does what come from? The color of the rod.
3: Oh, uh, because it's a carrot, right? I mean, the, the carrot is, an or- is orange. And because the carrot nano microfibers come from a carrot, you know, we decided to come up with the color orange. It was a huge risk. But we had nothing to lose at the time, basically. So, seeing as how, you know, we said there's absolutely nothing in the marketplace that's even remotely colorful, why don't we just come up with a carrot stick uh, fishing rod? It's a natural. Device, In other words, it isn't a cockamamie marketing scheme. It's the, it's the real McCoy. So how could we go wrong? Right? How could, and I think that anybody would actually gravitate you know, towards that type of a product being colorful and light and professional and strong and all that good stuff combined. I, I don't think you can say no. So it was a risk that we took, and it came across really well. So the, the color orange... Uh, definitely worked for characteristics. So you can safely say we are the most recognizable rod on the planet.
1: Oh, you can see it from a ways off, that's for sure. It's like when you saw it right? in, the, in uh, Misty's hand in the, on the calendar, you knew right away what it was. Uh, well, we're, we're going to take a break in a little bit, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the rod itself, maybe how to use it, and you know what the differences are between that. You mentioned parabolic, that we'll kind of give a better idea what that means and get into more about the mechanics of, of the rod itself and and how it's made and where it's made so that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, I understand there's not that many rods now that are made in the United States so and I believe that uh, you know you're you're at least at a, at a made in North America so we're going to be back with you in just a couple of a uh, couple of um, minutes stay tuned you are listening to fish talk radio and we have uh, Jimmy owner of carrot sticks and we have misty Loggins. and that is MistyLoggins.com if you want to tune in and follow her and I don't know if we're going to try and get her to sing for us or not I think we'll let her go this time we'll be right back with you Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in the studio, and I'm just kind of sitting here listening and having a good time because we've got Misty Loggins. Uh, the, hey, from, y'all. Uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that southern accent. What can I say? What do you think, Jimmy?
3: Oh, I'm just I'm just YouTubing this here right now, uh, checking out some of the tunes. Are you kidding me? Absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, we we're talking today about carrot sticks. Now, apparently carrot sticks uh, is part of your company, and uh, we'd like to hear about all of it. But let's kind of stick with that right now so we can cover it a little bit more in depth. Uh, let's talk about fishing rods. And there's been an evolution, of course, in fishing rods. Um, I've got one that's made out of steel. And, of course, the early ones were normally bamboo. So, and then fiberglass came in what probably around the mid 50s do you think jimmy
3: well i can't tell the history i can't tell you the history there john i can t- I can tell you what happened a little bit after that
1: okay well you know there was you know there was uh, fiberglass which was pretty much all rods were made from fiberglass and then they started coming out with the uh, the carbon fiber rods uh, i don't know what 10 15 years ago and uh, maybe more than that now it's hard to say and, you know, there's a lot of advantage to them because they, uh, they're very lightweight and they're very strong. And I know, I think one of the first time, the first one that I got, I was playing with it, and I thought, well, this is kind of cool. And so I took the tip and pulled down on it to just kind of, you know, you want to feel that, you know, what, what kind of uh, uh, pressure you can put on the fish. And I was pulling it down, not all that hard or that far, and the dang thing blew up in my hand.
2: Wow.
1: Because they are brittle. So okay. the, the carbon fiber, you know, there's a lot of advantages to it and, and some of the very best rods made are made with that and sometimes they, they'll combine that with other things such as uh, fiberglass. But um, give us a little bit more about the composition of yours and tell us more about the parabolic.
3: Well, you see, John, there's about 118 different elements on the periodic scale, which are natural earth products that uh, that have been given to us uh, to develop man-made equipment and stuff. The 21st element on the periodic scale is a metal by the name of scandium and uh, Scandium has basically brought our uh, company to existence. Uh, Scandium is basically, it's kind of like aluminum, but it's 70% stronger than steel, if you can imagine that. But at the same time, it's also 50% lighter than aluminum. So subsequently, yeah, so subsequently, you know, this this type of product, you know, can be used in commercialization, you know, for sports equipment or all kinds of equipment, automobiles or what have you. But for the but it's expensive. So what the government actually does with rare earths and materials, proprietarily, they take it and use it for themselves. As a result, they take the scandium and they go up to space with it. So these megaton, you know, space centers that are out up in space, they're all made out of scandium. Well, of course, it's 70% stronger than steel and 50% lighter than aluminum. So our company basically focuses on the rare earth and materials that are available to us and commercializing them. So back in 2008, uh, we came up with a golf club, and we called it the Element 21, which is the 21st element on the periodic scale, and we made some golf clubs with it. Well, we took it to the moon, and there were two astronauts that took it up to space with them, and one of them was Alan Shepard, Jr., and uh, another gentleman by the name of Mikhail Tenets, who is uh, from the, who was at the time from the USSR, commonly known as Russia today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, they both went up simultaneously, used our golf clubs, and teed off with them. Oh so, come on, um, <laughs> boy! I bet so, you could get a long
1: drive. Yeah, bet you could get a long yeah, right? drive on the moon, couldn't you?
3: <laughs> right. It went about three hundred miles originally, yeah. and it's still out there. <laughs> but it's funny you said that because we're actually in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest drive in the world. There you have it. Whoa,
2: so, that's the onus um,
3: of where we're going with this technology, right? So, subsequently, you know, as we have lots of other materials available to us, we did have these carrot nanofibers, as I mentioned earlier. And we were going to use them for um, baseball bats, and we were going to use them for uh, lacrosse sticks, and any type of extremity type of tool or sports equipment. And, um, but the, the, the fundamentals of the carrot nanofiber was the fact that this product, with just applying a little bit, approximately about anywhere between 2 and 7%, uh, to any other applicable resin, it would allow the device to bend without breaking as easily as it would without it. So we decided to buy a fishing rod, and we came up with the uh, carrot nanofiber, Uh, applied to a fishing rod, to a rod blank that's made out of graphite, and subsequently called it the carrot stick. And there you have it. And that's what Ontario Inc., the company who develops these sports equipment, does. We take rare earths and materials, and we use them on products to make them better, to make them lighter, and to perform as best they can. And that's the result of the carrot stick.
1: Well, it it is it is something different. We talked about the lightweight and sensitivity, and you know I think that uh, Misty may know more about it than I do because I do more offshore fishing. But um, I actually bought a carrot stick, which is unusual because normally I don't you know buy my own equipment. But um, you know I was at uh, uh, West Marina, knew somebody then and He says, "Hey, we just got this in. You got to try it out." And he says, "Try this," and uh, you put. Uh, you put the tip of it like up against your voice box, and then on the other end of it, you just hold it up against your ear. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing how it transmits sound because it's so so sensitive. And of course, you know, it's just the slightest little tick, uh, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's uh, very sensitive. Now, how about strength? If you're, is, do you have something that, that we can pull in a uh, you know, 50 or 60-pound tuna with? Well, do you have uh, anything to catch a marlin that? on was <laughs> am <I'm laughs> uh, you know, go ahead, go ahead, as far as you' as far as, as your offshore or, uh, or heavier rods uh you know do you have something that with you can pull on a, a 40 50 or 60 pound fish
3: um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do have uh, jigging rods, deep sea fishing rods, blue water rods and other type of fishing oh. rods that imply uh caradinal oh, too. So, so it's so it it definitely a rod to be a lot more flexible with a lot more pressure, that's for sure. But not to the extent where it's indestructible, John. you got to remember that, you know, um, by applying too much, it's uh, overkill. The mm-hmm. rod would be too stiff and you would have to pull really, really hard to get a bend on it. Mm-hmm. So that's why, when I mentioned earlier, we apply anywhere between 2 and 7% of carrot uh, micro fibers onto the rod as opposed to, you know, a lot more to make it indestructible. So mm-hmm. our... Uh, mode of operandi is not to make it indestructible it's to make it super light and super sensitive by applying more it would be heavier and it would be a little bit more uh, difficult to sense mm-hmm. but with the carrot stick and I think uh, you, you know you can ask Missy some of these questions but you can I've heard anglers professionals that have won tournaments tell me Jim he says I can feel the fish
1: sniffing at the bait sniffing at the bait <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> at all right uh, it, well yeah, actually we did we did mention that uh I think uh Misty's is yet to catch her first Marlin and uh Jimmy I, I think it's time to bring both you guys down to uh, uh to Baja and uh we try those you know, as a matter of fact it's a business trip, right? You gotta go out and try your product out.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes.
1: All right, well we'll work on putting that together. But uh, that that would be that would be a lot of fun, and the uh, um, the the carrot stick itself. So do you fish it any differently than you would um, an, another rod? Now, when you're pulling on a big fish, you you want the leverage, uh, where you know you want to have your hand close to the tip as you can, so that when you pull on it, you know you, you've got the you got the leverage on it. So. Uh, is there a different way that you'd fish that, or uh, um, whether it's in uh, freshwater or saltwater? Is there any techniques that you might be used a little bit differently?
3: Well, um, that's not a difficult question to answer. It's just how am I going to answer that? I'll tell you. Uh, no, the answer is no. You would not fish the carrot stick any differently, but what happens is you end up fishing differently in the long term. What I mean by that, and I've heard this it's not not from personal experience, but I've had anglers call me and say, "Jim, I'm retired, I've been retired for the past fifteen years, and all I do is fish and i If I don't get a replacement for my rod, I won't be able to fish again because i can't <laughs> use I can't use another another fishing rod because this is so light." I can sit with the. I can sit with my carrot stick. It's my. It's my best companion. I can be in that boat for eight to twelve hours. You know, without, you know, mm-hmm. without flinching, and I can get as many casts out there as I can. So people end up, and anglers end up fishing differently. You know, staying out in the water a lot more than they normally would, casting mm-hmm. a lot more than they normally would, and that's what I've been and hearing. And I heard that a
2: bunch of times. I can uh, vouch person, for the difference. And casting mm-hmm. because with the lightweight and the, the action on my carrot stick mm-hmm. versus other rods, you will fish differently. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. Right. It, you know, you always have to go if you cast in before yeah. you. you, gotcha. you
1: Well, we we've, we've, we've only we've only got about a minute left, but let me just make a, a comment when you're fishing. So when you're we t- were talking about parabolic, which means uh, the entire rod bends instead of just a tip. Yeah. Is that basically what we're talking about, Jimmy?
3: If you take the tip of the front and bend it all the way to the handle, it'll create a perfect circle. You can every do millimeter that? On that rod wow.
1: There's none the there's ride around that you can do that.
3: Uh, so, I don't think so. I yeah. mean, there might be other rods that well, are using carrot you know, Not that I've heard of. Well, so I, I ever looked into
1: I, it. I'm thinking about a, a striped marlin or a, a dorado that has that goes that comes out of the air, and that's what frequently when you lose the fish because you can't put too much pressure on it, but you got to keep some pressure on it. So it seems to me that you could just you know lift your rod up and keep some pressure on it without uh, mm-hmm. uh, without the line going slack on you.
3: Well. You know, um, and I was gonna mention this to Misty next time. you know, okay. uh, if you see any anglers fishing with uh, a carrot stick and they're pulling on a fish, you will see a beautiful curve
1: well we're gonna we're gonna have to go. it looks like we got just a few seconds left. Uh, where do we find carrot sticks, Jimmy?
3: Well, Carrot Sticks right now, uh, uh, Tackle Warehouse has basically just uh, gone to town with our Carrot Sticks, and there's several other local dealers out there promoting the product. But I would like to say to, to, to a big, huge thank you to you, John, and to Misty for using the Carrot on the calendar. And I just had a great, I was just watching a great video with Misty's okay. top country to them. Okay. So I encourage you guys to take a look for the Carrot Sticks take a look at Misty's video. There you
1: go. Okay, <laughs> okay we, we're out of time on this one. Thank you guys very much. Misty, you stick around for sure.
8: It's a beautiful day, oh, what do you say, let's go fishing
1: What a wonderful way to spend the day just a
8: fishing Oh, the water on the lake is smooth as glass Oh, we might catch a sunny, we might catch a bass Oh, what do you say,
1: let's go Kentucky Lake and Barkley Sardis Ross Burnett Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio Hey Misty Hey Why don't you send me some music You were supposed to do it so we could use that for the bumper music And exchange that with uh, that what we got
2: I absolutely will. We'll send okay. you um, some Taiwan On, which I believe has come out on iTunes this week. Folks mm-hmm. can already get it on Google Play, uh-huh. and it is a fishing song. So. Uh, yeah,
1: it's uh, it's Taiwan On, but there's no alcohol involved. Well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe maybe a beer or two on the boat. but You yeah. could drink
2: along with it, though. It's yeah, a great drink-along
1: song. There you go. And we also have today um, a... Someone that uh, is associated with a company that's been around for quite some time. It's, from what I understand, it's basically a family business, and it is called Saint Croix. And you know, if you, uh, if you, I guess if you speak French, you know how to spell it. <laughs> but but uh, it's, uh, of course, it's Saint, and then it is uh, uh, C R O I X, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, but pronounced St. Croix. And yep. the, it's been around and it's uh, recognized as one of the top, or the, you know one of the premium ba- brands in uh, fishing rods. So let's see if we can get uh, Rich to give us a, just a short history of the company and then talk about the rods and how they're built and how to use them.
9: Well, we can start off back in 1948 when the company was born in downtown Minneapolis. There were a couple of brothers that figured out how to take long pieces of bamboo, put a uh, brass barrel on them, and sell multi-piece bamboo rods in downtown Minneapolis many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Obviously, things have evolved uh, quite a bit over that time. And uh, as everybody is aware now of the different uh, uh, components of a rod today, including carbon fiber and some really high-tech things that go into a rod today. So Uh, many, many changes over the years, all for the better.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we go from, I guess, bamboo and then, uh, um, I guess, fiberglass. was. It's been, what, since the early, mid-50s, something like that?
9: It has. And, you know, it's uh, funny you should ask because fiberglass is really starting to make a comeback in certain applications. Mm -hmm. So it has once again become very popular for the crankbait Mm -hmm. uh, enthusiast.
1: Well, you know, after the... uh, Fiberglass, the, you know, the carbon fiber was a hot ticket. But there are some advantages and disadvantages to both.
9: Oh, there is, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If you want the ultimate sensitivity, find a, find, get yourself a carbon fiber blank. Mm-hmm. If you want the uh, traditional uh, crankbait action, uh, get into the fiberglass blanks. Both mm-hmm. have their place. Uh, both excellent choices. Uh, you know, my, when I talk to people about fishing rods, the way I explain a fishing rod is, is like a carpenter would look at his tools. Fishing rods are tools. They're all designed to do something specific. Get the mm-hmm. right tool for the job. Your success rate is going to go up exponentially.
1: Well, you know, something else that I'll mention along those lines is not exactly what we're talking about. But when you buy a tool, uh, and if it, if it, uh, no matter what you pay for it, if it doesn't do what, you're, what you bought it for, you waste your money. Correct, but, but if you buy something of quality that works, uh, you can let, you can keep it forever.
9: Yeah, yeah. So and take know, you... you know take warranties into consideration when you're making those purchases.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: You know, take a look at not only today, but you know, down the road, and the you know when you might have a problem, and mm-hmm. uh, that's always something to keep in mind too.
1: Well, it's always nice to deal with a company that's probably going to be around too.
9: You're, yes, you are correct.
1: <laughs> but uh, tell us, tell us about. We talked about the, uh, you know, fiberglass and, and carbon fiber. Give us an idea how you build your rods.
9: To start, it, I could explain it and it take about a forty five minutes. So we'll try to just really crank it down into a,
1: a two quick minutes deal. Yeah. Okay.
9: Both carbon fiber and fiberglass come in big rolls, rolled up like a paper towel. Mm-hmm. We cut. Uh, trapezoidal shape patterns out of that. They are then rolled around what's called a mandrel or a core, uh, baked in an oven for a couple hours. Take it out, pull the core out. There you have your raw blank. Then you sand it, paint it, trim it, and then you start to build it into the finished product.
1: So, are you Put a s-
9: handle on it guides?
1: Mm-hmm. So, did I did I understand it to use both fiberglass and carbon fiber?
9: In some in some blanks we do. Mm-hmm. In some layups we do. Yeah. So
1: depending on the application. Um, Correct. So if you yeah. need if you need something that's got maybe a little more beef to it or uh, pulling power.
9: Correct. You mm-hmm. know, if we want to add some power to a uh, uh, fiberglass rod, we'll add some carbon fiber to the inside of that blank mm-hmm. to give it some stiffness. Hmm. Uh, but both products, raw products, come in the same in roll form. So they are. Uh, Glass is done the same way as carbon fiber. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like you said, they are married together to make a composite blank.
1: Okay. And how many different rods do you make?
9: Uh, We just did a mid-year introduction with a half a dozen. That put us at 810.
2: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Now, do you have all of those on your boat? (laughs) No, not quite. (laughs) All rigged up, ready to go?
1: Not quite. (laughs) Not quite.
2: That uh, uh
9: You know, it, and people hear that number, and yes, it is a lot, um, but we cover everything, all the different species and techniques that are out there. You know, light saltwater, uh, offshore saltwater, surf, salmon, steelhead, fly, panfish, trout, I mean, you name it, bass, pike, muskie. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then within those categories, then you have different series of good, better, best. and mm-hmm. You know, the majority of our stuff is consumer-driven. You know, consumers will call us and say, I've got this series, are you ever going to build another one above that? And mm-hmm. You know, we collect enough of that information and uh, sit down in our product meetings and determine what we're going to do for the next two years, and it's like, well, we've got requests for another high-end series, Let's mm-hmm. let's put our minds together and let's create something. You know, people want it, so we'll build it.
2: So how do you go about testing these rides
9: once you develop them? A the lot of it is done right here in-house. A lot A of it go is go computerized. Uh, if we get into situations that are uh, require more than that, then we'll get out to the specific areas, and we'll hook up with our uh, sales representatives and key, key pro staff in those areas to help us fine-tune that stuff. We have, in the last five, six years, we've put big, big pushes on saltwater rods. And if you look at where St. Croix is located in Park Falls, Wisconsin, we're nowhere near saltwater. <laughs> we don't have all those answers. So when we need those answers, we've got the right people in place in those different coastal regions. We can zip out there, take a set of blanks, uh, build them up a couple different ways, play with them for two, three, four, five days, make our changes, come back, do the changes, send the next set out until we've got it nailed, and and then we're good to go. Uh, so, John, standard I can definitely catch the uh, marlin
2: on the St. Croix.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, I was just going to yeah. say that um, if you need some more field testing, uh, send a, send a something to Misty and I. We're going to go down to Baja and try it out for you, and you can come, too, if you want.
9: Did you need all 810
2: rods? <laughs> I might. Yeah, Misty I might. might. Yeah. You just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be the road and out there all the you're almost need to
9: catch. No, if you need some John, call me, let me know. We'll send it over to you and you go test it for us.
1: Okay, that sounds great. Likewise. Now, how how big uh or how, how do you have any trolling rods that you know that you can, take, that, you can that you can uh, uh spool with the 120 pounds line? Sure. Really? Yep. Okay. we
9: got the offshore stuff. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. Wow. Okay. Now, again, is there 800 rods? Um, I know this is a very, very difficult, or if not impossible, question to answer. But do you have any tips on what people should be looking for? Because you know, a rod like like yours, I'm, I'm not saying that they're expensive, but they're certainly you know higher end rods. Hmm. And I believe they're all made uh, North America. Correct.
9: We have our uh, main factory up in uh, northern Wisconsin, and we built a uh, secondary factory. Eight years ago in Central Mexico to help shore up uh, some of the lower price point products.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, to give an idea, whatever you're going to buy, whether it's a boat or a car or a truck, you probably want to get what you, what matches what you do. So, do you, exactly. any, do, you any, do you have any tips on on helping people about length or um, type of rods that that type of fishing they're going to be doing?
9: Yeah, and we touched on that just a little bit about you know rods being tools. Uh, and I get that question a lot at consumer shows. And what I try to get people to do is that a lot of times people are looking for a rod that's going to do three, four, five different things. Um, very seldom can you find one that's really going to be good at five or six things. So you got to narrow it down to what what do you do the most, and then utilize our catalog or our website to Mm -hmm. help steer you into that right direction. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a spinnerbait rod for bass fishing, go on our website, uh, click on freshwater, uh, hit bass, and if it's a technique-specific series, it's Mm -hmm. going to tell you exactly which model. Okay. that we designed for that right. technique.
1: Well, we're gonna be, and we're, the
2: length will matter on that. Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I, was that. Just, I was just going to say, we've only got a, a short time left, but what about the length of a rod? Uh, you know, If you're trying cat, casting farther, you probably want a longer one. If you're in a boat, you want a shorter one. Is there any rules that you go by as what length you should buy?
9: Well, the way it's going uh, uh, these days in just about every category is longer is better. Oh, really? And we see that in our in the trends of just about every series that we've got, with hmm. the exception of fly. Everything seems to be increasing lengthwise.
1: And that is what, for, for a casting ability or flexibility? Well, it's, it's or, uh, for
9: casting distance, uh, leverage when you do stick the fish. Uh, there's a number of, of positive mm-hmm. with the longer sticks. Shorter rods tend to be a little stiffer and uh, a little less forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh can pull some hooks out if you're not careful. There you go. If your drag's too tight. So, okay.
1: Well, it, we're almost to the end, so let's take care of some business. Let's talk about St. Croix. Um, what would you suggest that people, do you have a website that would be a place to start
9: yes wwwstcroixrods.com
1: so it would be st and S T
9: C R O I X R O D S dot com Okay,
1: so there's no period, it's S S T C R O I X rods dot com. Correct. And you just go, go through there and pick one of the eight hundred that you need the most and then the other I always ask the, the question, how many rods do you need? That the there's always the answer is always one more than you have. <laughs> One or five. <laughs> One or five. <laughs> okay, Rich, you did you did great, Misty. We really appreciate you hanging in there, um, and we'll be talking to you again, Rich, and we'll we'll test out those rods for you.
9: John, thanks, Misty. Pleasure to meet you.
1: All righty.
2: So great to meet
1: thanks. you too. You guys take care. Okay. Have a great weekend. Thanks.
8: S A N D O S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is the only 5-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler friendly, Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit sando's.com and use discount code FISHTALK. And
5: blues. Welcome back I'm to Fish Talk fish Radio.
1: This is John Hennigan in studio, and we still have Misty Loggins with us helping out today. Thank you very much, Misty. And oh,
2: thank you for having me.
1: And we didn't make you sing this time. But you're I gonna know,
2: I'm on vacation.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we also have uh, a, a fine gentleman, a good friend, Eduardo, that is the general uh, general manager. I was going to say it in Spanish, but I don't think I want to embarrass myself. Of the Costa Baja Resort and Spa, which is located in the City of Peace, uh, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. in one of the most beautiful places you can imagine, uh, Misty. The thing about La Paz that's a little bit different about Cabo is that they have a lot of variety. You know, there's islands just, uh, I think, seven miles off Espirito Santo and Saralvo Island, which is away. And it's one of the premier dive locations in the world. There's a lot of people from Germany and Japan that will come over there. But let's introduce Eduardo. And why don't you ask him some questions about La Paz? Well,
2: hi, Eduardo. Thank you for coming on and talking with me.
10: It's a pleasure. And welcome, Missy. If you have time and your schedule, it would be a pleasure to host you in in the hotel.
2: I would absolutely love to. And there are a lot of things that I like to do. Fishing is a big one for me. And I have yet to go out and do some saltwater fishing. So if I would come down to La Paz, is that going to be an opportunity for me to go out on the water and maybe catch a marlin or catch some other kind of big fish?
10: Well, eventually, La Paz has a, a a completely year calendar for different trophy fish uh, species. So, the black marlin, the blue marlin, this is a specific uh, season in September and November. Uh, through November, that's an amazing season. Really? Um, I think that you can have an, uh, an enjoyed uh, weekend here or a uh, 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 vacation for for you and your family. No?
2: So oh, the that hotel would has
10: be 115 wonderful. rooms, and, a, and a, we have a villa rental, uh, uh, condos, and for people, for families, so from 10 to 8 people. No.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, oh wow! So I but, could take. But, but, Whole bunch of people. There you go. Down. Well,
1: the other thing, Misty, is the fishing is incredible, but the water is so incredible. You know, imagine water that's, uh, you know, low to mid eighties. Uh, you know, visibility is mm-hmm. probably you know a hundred feet, and um, just you know, it is so abundant sea life in the Sea of Cortez that it's it's truly uh, something that you definitely do have to do. Yeah. This
2: is sounding really luxurious. How close to the water would I be at the resort?
10: So well, we have the marina, just, just walk to the marina, just take to your boat, and maybe in 35 minutes you can catch something. So this is something mm-hmm. that experts expert mm-hmm. says. No?
1: But, the, but question, really? the question, to answer yeah. your question, how close is it? Uh, you walk out of your just room and, and walk down to the beach and uh, order a, a cocktail with an umbrella in it <laughs> and put, um, your, put, your, put your feet in the water or enjoy the
10: pool. So,
1: this sounds it's, like heaven it's, already. It's is right, there a spa right the
2: there as well? Eduardo, do you have the uh, spa on the premises?
10: We have we have an spa. We have we have an a, a special treatment. We have an, a, one of the best spas in Mexico, and I believe that in Latin America because all of our therapists has a Reiki master. That this is part of the of the of the treatment that we do. You no. Know, mm-hmm. uh, to- to try to, to try to potentialize the, the energy of everybody
1: no? there you go so you got a hard day uh, pulling on fish come on in uh, some great restaurants and bars uh, come on in and get a spa and then uh, get get ready for dinner and then start all over again tomorrow
2: Oh, wow. Okay, right. something amazing. Well,
1: I, they're, they're getting us out of here. Misty, thank you very much. Go to mistyloggins.com. And, Eduardo, it's uh, Costa Baja Resort. And you can find that just on Google or go to costabajaresort.com. Is that right, Eduardo?
10: That is correct, sir.
1: Perfect. And uh, by the way, it, it, the Costa Baja is perfect for any occasion. Uh, they do, you do a lot of weddings and special events, and some very famous people like to go down there and enjoy it because it's, it's not quite in the middle of the hustle and bustle of uh, other parts. Uh, so yeah. Eduardo, thank you very much. They're kicking us out. Misty, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come in and visit with us.
2: I and, had such a blast. Thank okay. you for having Alrighty. me
1: on. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen as many times to the show as you want. And uh, hopefully we'll see you very soon, Eduardo.
0: you go gone fishing.